The views and opinions expressed on this podisode are solely those of the participants and do not reflect those of an unspecified yet peaceful government agency. We apologize for any mistakes we may have made which broke your heart. I feel like I'd be really good at podcasting. Yeah, I think you'd be very good too. Just make sure to speak in a loud voice and confidently. Okay, I can do that. Hooray! So, we are back, listener. I am here with Nora, and Nora is part of the unnamed but peaceful government agency as well, but your site is in a completely different part of Java than mine. That's correct. My site is in West Java, so it's the other end of the uh, island of Java. It is the other end of the island of Java. So, first things first, I guess, Mbak Nora, what are some differences you have noticed? What are some differences you have noticed between East and West Java? Because you currently work in West Java, but you did training and stuff with me in East Java. Yeah, so um, food-wise, two of the big differences uh, seem to be uh, there's not as much sugar in drinks out West. Like, if you order tea, it's usually just tea. It doesn't have any sugar in it. Okay. Um, if you want sugar, you can get it, but it's usually no tea or no sugar. And um, there's a lot more raw vegetables. More raw vegetables. Yeah. But I but. will say my site is different because I think I'm the most urban person in our group. I'm not sure, but I think it's pretty safe to say. I'd be surprised if someone was more urban than me. Because you're close to Jakarta. Yeah, I'm close to Jakarta. My site is in Bekasi, West Java. So it's it's right outside Jakarta. Um, so a lot of people at my site, a lot of people at my site are originally from West Java, but a lot of them are also not from West Java and moved there for work. Oh, okay. Because they work near, in and around Jakarta. Yeah, which there's is, a lot of industry. There's like factories and stuff. Which is a very big city. Oh, yeah, it's huge. What what do the factories make? Do you know? You know, these are some questions I should be asking, that, that, hey, but I have not. That's fair. We haven't all investigated fully. I just learned a couple months ago in Jombang, you want, get, we make tempeh. We make tempeh in Jombang. Huh. Yeah. Who? I mean, you? No, me? <laughs> not me personally. And to be fair, listener, I haven't actually seen the process, <laughs> but my Bapak let me know that, like, over there is Kampung Tempeh. Everybody over there, that village. Wait, but you don't like Tempeh, do you? Okay, I've come around on Tempeh because uh, if it's done well, it's okay. Like Tempeh with Gado Gado is fine. I love Tempeh. I love Tempeh in everything. But Nora, what if the Tempeh has been fried and has been sitting out for a day and a half? I still like it. You still it. like the Tempeh? I still like the Tempeh. I prefer fresh Tempeh, but yeah. I'll still enjoy some old Tempeh. But anyway, so my site, back to the point, my site is very urban. Okay, um, your site is urban. What else is different besides the food? Um, so I guess where we trained, there was a lot of like rice field. You, there, you remember, you were there. I do. There were a lot of sawa. There were a lot of rice fields. There was some sawa. There were, it was like a smaller community, um, like more tight knit. My site is a lot of malls. 
Really? Um, yeah, there are more malls than I have fingers. Oh, what? So, just, you can't see this, listener, but Nora has the normal, standard issue 10 whoa, whoa. fingers. What's normal? That's fair. No, <laughs> maybe the most popular model is 10 fingers, and she has that many, so there's at least 11 malls. There's at least 11 malls, probably more. I have not been to them all. My girlfriend, Nellie, lives in Surabaya, and the malls there are gigantic. Like the biggest malls I've ever been in in my life. What? How big are they where you are? They're like medium size, pretty big. The nicest and biggest mall I've ever been to in my life is Grand Indonesia in Jakarta. It's yeah. crazy nice. And yes, I am a rep for tourism for Grand Indonesia Mall. <laughs> okay, that's good. I'm glad you got the no, sponsorship. It's so nice. Yeah, Assistant Directed is still waiting for that. Um, that'd be tight. Okay, so there's a lot of malls. It's urban. This, I guess this isn't about the urban versus rural difference, but um, the local language where you are is Bahasa Sunda or no? Um, technically, it's Bahasa Sunda, and my students study Bahasa Sunda, but since a lot of them aren't ethnically Sundanese, they don't speak it at home. Oh, okay. So Batawi is the local language that was originally from Jakarta. Um, so some people speak Bahasa Batawi, which is very similar to Bahasa Indonesia. And some people speak Bahasa Sunda. My host family is Javanese, uh -huh. so they speak Bahasa Jawa in the house. Oh, okay. At least the parents do. So Jakarta has its own language, Bahasa Batava. Batawi. Batawi. Bahasa Batawi. Um, I did not even know that. Yeah, but I don't know how much it gets... I mean, it might get used a lot. I actually don't know. But it's very similar to Bahasa Indonesia. Oh, okay. Cool. Yeah. As we may have mentioned before, listener, there's a lot of uh, languages here. And I pretty much only know English and a little bit of the lingua franca Bahasa Indonesia. Nora... Nelly has confirmed this is much better than I am at Bahasa Indonesia. So you might have a better idea of what's going on. I don't know. I'm still pretty clueless a lot of the time about what's going on. Yeah. Or sometimes I'll know a word, but I only know like one out of three words. And yeah. so I know something about or around this one topic is happening, but I'm not sure. And slang gets used a lot at my site. And I do not know the slang because I'm not cool like the kids. I can actually confirm that. That's a fact. And so I'm often just bewildered by what's happening. Yeah, even when the language element is removed, like I'm with someone who can speak really good English, like Nelly, I'm still <laughs> often bewildered by what is transpiring. But anyway, we're still on Karimun Jawa on our vacation because there's no summer break here. But there is a three-week break between um, school years. Your break has been three weeks long? No, it just started. But, but to be fair, the teaching stopped about a month ago. Oh, my teaching stopped, like, May 1st. Your teaching stopped May not, 1st? I have not taught since May. So May, June, it's July 2nd. So what have you been doing? A lot of Bob nothing. Nora? A lot of nothing? <laughs> I fasted during Ramadan, which it was actually me doing nothing because you're not even eating. Yes. But for some reason, for people around me, that seemed like I was doing a lot. To me, it also seems like you're doing a lot. So I guess we'll talk about this. 
Ramadan, as you know, listener, is the holy month in Islam. Now that I'm saying it out loud, I don't actually know that for sure, but it sounds right. It's a holy month. Okay. That's, that's fair, yeah. It's a holy month in Islam, and during it, you fast. When I heard that when I was very little, I was like, there's no way. You, ha- you can't not eat for a month. <laughs> like, you have to eat sometimes. It turns out... Those aren't the rules. What are the rules, Nora? Okay, so you wake up. um, My host family woke me up at about 3, 3 3.30 a.m. to eat your pre-dawn meal called suhoor. Um, So we ate that, and then I went back to sleep. The rest of my host family stayed up because they had to, like, go to work and stuff, which I did not have to do. Oh, okay. Um, And then you don't eat or drink anything all day. I usually drank something. Yeah. And my host family was okay with me drinking. I usually tried to drink like a glass of water around noon, probably more than a glass of water. And then when the sun goes down, it's called iftar, you can eat again. And Indonesian people really like to break their fast. Um, different families do it with different stuff. A lot of people do it with a date. Mm-hmm. Um, my host family did it with this uh, drink. I guess, called espua. Was it? Oh, espua. Okay. So that's sort of like fruit and gelatin suspended in like sweet, like juice or water. And the idea is that's rehydrating you and giving you some sugar for energy as soon as you can break your fast. Yep. My situation was very similar. I think the idea is you can't, like during the day when the sun is up, you can't eat. Yeah. And the day officially starts with morning prayer, which is, I forget what it's called. You know, I do too. So that is later. <laughs> yeah, we're, well, we're not. Listener, how about this? Listener, how about you do some research? Yeah? We came all the way over here. Look up what the morning prayer is called. <laughs> Email assistant directed yeah. with your thoughts. Yeah, let us know. Like, don't make us do all the work. We're on vacation. <laughs> but after morning prayer, no eating or drinking. My family would wake up at 3.30. I would wake up, I think, at, <laughs> I would wake up at 4 when I was fasting. Even though uh, you have to stop eating at 4.05, I would chug water and I would eat my breakfast, which is very important. Serapon is really yeah. critical in my house. Still- and then we would all go back to bed. But then I would get up at like uh, 6 to go to work because we still had school during Ramadan. That was when the kids were taking their final exams, which I thought was a little rough because most of our students are Muslim. And that means when they're taking their second exam, which starts at like one o'clock, they haven't eaten or drank anything (laughs) since four. Yeah, we had testing then too. I felt bad Mm. for my kids. Um, Yeah. Yeah, they did not not look happy. I wouldn't be happy either though. No, it's a challenge. I wasn't teaching, but I was expected to go to school and kind of hang out, which I did and lesson planned a little bit. Um, what were you lesson planning for? There's next no year. Oh, for next year. I started. I don't, I don't know what I'm teaching next year. You know you're teaching English. Yeah, but I don't know like what the material that's, I need to cover that's is. That's fair. We're, we're coming up hot with introductions, describing self, and there's a unit on forms. So I designed a form for like, the kids to fill out like how to fill out like a like, like a to, driver's license application how to fill out that the things my counterpart told me we had to hit was bank withdrawal slip um 
mostly bank withdrawal slip when's the in last case time, they have to the, do it in english when's the last time you had to fill out a bank withdrawal slip i i have never filled out a bank withdrawal slip i do not believe no i'm i'm older i'm 35 i think i filled out a bank withdrawal slip maybe around 2005 <laughs> but indonesia does seem to like paperwork a lot more yeah, but the, they have their paperwork in Indonesian. They do, and they do. Look, I'm not, I'm just playing devil's advocate. I get told what we have to cover, and we are going to we are gonna make sure we can do a bank withdrawal slip in English. That's fair. But I also designed some other forms, like sign up for stuff online. Sometimes oh, that's in that's English. Oh, that's a good one. That's so actually, that's, that's really good. Yeah, that seems applicable. Or we could just take them to a site and have them sign up. But... It, we're, we're deviating from the topic. What is the topic? That's, that's a fair question. What are you going to title this podcast? Like, like Nonsense with Nora? That is alliterative. And I think that's, it's good. Sounds fun. But so then we would break our fast at 530, right? There's the call to prayer, and then you can eat. What? Fun fact, the what? sun sets earlier in East Java, so we had to wait oh, longer. How long did y'all have like to 545. wait? 545. Oh, okay. Well, that's pretty brutal. And then I would immediately start ingesting as much food as possible because I was really, yeah. um, I was really hungry. I didn't even try to not drink during the day. I drank a lot. It's hard. It, I, I, I have to drink a lot I don't, of water. Listener, I don't know if you know this, but Indonesia is very hot. <laughs> <laughs> Indonesia is unbelievably hot. It's hard to not drink anything. It's, it's so hard. My host family broke their fast with, it was black jelly. You cut it up and put it in water, and it has no taste. Oh, that's not... I was thinking you were talking about something else. That's not what I was thinking. Nope. It's little cubes of black jelly, and... Is it good? It it has has no taste. taste. But is that a good thing? I wasn't into it. (laughs) Um, It didn't really satisfy me in any way. We ate a lot of jello on during Ramadan. Really? Which, was, which, I mean, like, originally, you know, I always thought I don't like jello, but uh-huh. during Ramadan, I was like, this jello's pretty good. Yeah, <laughs> they know they know how to do it. I, though, was only actually able to fast for a total of four days because wow. on the fourth day, I got very sick, I think, because I tried to not drink, and I, I got a fever... And, the, and it wasn't even like I was close. It was like, it was like 10 o'clock in the morning at school. And I was like, I have to go home. I have to drink something. So I, I gave up. People recognized my weakness. So I stopped fasting. But you did it for the full 30 days? I think so. That's pretty impressive. For me, that's pretty impressive. Um, yeah. I thought it would be a lot more difficult than it was. It wasn't that bad. Once, like the first day, I was really grouchy and really hungry. But after, like, two or three days, it was normal. And, like, at a certain point in the day, it's almost like a runner's high where you're like, I feel great. Like, whoa. Even, even with not, without drinking. I no, guess, I still felt thirsty. <laughs> yeah. I think, when you, I think when you fast, your body goes into something called ketosis, and it makes you feel good. Sounds Look that like up, too, listener. a self-destructive <laughs> tendency. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> We're, we're going to take a break, and we'll be back, listener, because I have something related to Ramadan that I want to speak with Nora about. Okay. 
like Assistant Directed, and want to support the show, please consider leaving a review on Apple Podcasts, SoundCloud, or wherever you do your listening. I'm back speaking with Nora. How are you doing, Nora? I'm great. I'm a little sunburned, but I'm great. You are a little sunburned. So are you. Anyway, this is what I want to talk about. A lot of things that initially baffled me about Indonesia have started to make more sense the longer I've been here. And this first one is this. Both my host families in Kadiri and Jombang simply insisted that I eat breakfast before I go to uh, school, before I go to work or class or anything. They would say, makandulu, serapandulu. And when I tried to not eat breakfast, it was a huge deal. And it was, it was, it was very bad. That baffled me because, it, do you eat breakfast in the United States? Um, or Nepal or where, wherever? Yes, I'm a world traveler listener. Yeah. Um, sometimes, it depends. I mean, like, I eat breakfast, but not in the same way I eat it here. Yeah, here it's like a big thing, right? Yeah, like in the States I'll eat like a bagel and leave, or like yeah. a granola bar and leave. Yeah. yeah, it's not like an event. Here it's like a big meal event that you have to do. Now, here's what I've figured out. Within the context of Ramadan, it is super important that you eat a big, adequate breakfast. So I think that emphasis on breakfast carries over through the rest of the year. And that is why breakfast is seen as so important because for one month, it is super, super important. And then that carries over. Does that make sense? Yes, however, my family is different. How is your family different? Because they're urban people, they're city folk. Okay. They um, just kind of eat like cake or like bread and then leave. For breakfast. For breakfast. No oh. no rice, no nasi. Oh um, wow. They'll yeah, they'll probably eat like like a roll or a piece of cake or something and they'll drink um hot milk with honey oh. and then leave. I don't do that cuz It's very biblical. Uh, contrary to what a lot of people here think, I do not eat bread constantly. Yeah, that I get that a lot too. Um we'll talk about that in a sec. Okay, but at least in Kadiri and Jomba and every place I've encountered, eating a big breakfast is important. Yeah, my Kadiri family really liked for me to eat a big breakfast. Yeah, and when as soon as I get to school in the Ruang Guru, teachers immediately begin pushing food on me because they assumed that I might not have eaten breakfast, and it's just it's just really important. Yeah, I get asked if I ate breakfast, and then I'll say that I did, and then they'll ask me what I ate, which is funny because I eat the same thing for breakfast every single day. So I just answer oatmeal every day. Food is usually a big topic of conversation in Indonesia. Maybe, maybe some of that comes from Ramadan. Here's another thing. Here's like a situation, and here's a culturally adapted solution. I've noticed that there's a lot of traffic lots of places. Do people in West Java get road rage or do they get mad? I've yet to see it. Okay, me too. I have never seen someone get upset while driving 
even when something just totally ridiculous happens, like a like a dump truck will just be like dumping something in front of you and you just have to wait for a couple minutes. I've never seen anyone get upset. I've seen people cut other people off and I've never seen them get upset. So I think this is what happened. There's a lot of traffic and people accepted it. <laughs> yeah. I think a big part of uh, at least that aspect of Indonesian culture or Indonesian life is that, like, you can't change it, so why would you get angry? And actually, I do think that sort of relates back to Ramadan. Uh Uh-huh. Because during Ramadan, I got really annoyed with a situation, and I was complaining to my host mother about it. And then she said, you're not allowed to be angry because it's Ramadan. Oh, Um, okay. Which... I was like, okay, that's fair. That makes sense. But Wait, never, does that make but sense? But never in my life have I been like, I'm really angry. Let me stop. <laughs> huh. Like, I'm always like, I'm really angry. Like, I need some time to calm down. But no, she was like, you can't be angry. It's Ramadan. And so I was like, all right, fair. But so I think it's <laughs> sort of like, you can't change it. Why be mad about it, it if you don't have to be mad? Yeah. And in lots of places in life, including traffic, that is just... a great attitude to have because it's not going to change anything if you get pissed at the guy who cuts you off all you're doing is upsetting yourself but it still seems like the right i mean it seems like an unavoidable reaction but in indonesia jakarta the city with literally the most (laughs) traffic in the world there's no road rage which blows my mind but people talk about it a lot people be like oh there's a lot of traffic yeah but not in a angry way i guess no but sometimes they're like like it's a big joke at my site that my site's technically 30 minutes away from jakarta but it actually takes like two hours to get to jakarta yeah and so that's a big joke um it's a big joke that like there's construction on the toll road i guess they i guess in place of being angry it's funny at my site yeah so the here's the salute of united states america Here's the solution for, like, being frustrated. Here's the solution for traffic. Just, like, don't get mad about it. Oh, that's it. That's what you got to do. Just accept it. Um, okay. Here's the other thing I noticed, the other cultural development. But first, I'll kick it to you. Is there anything that when you first got here seemed really weird and now it makes more sense? Oh, gosh. Um... That's such a hard question. Okay, you can think about it while I uh, while I tell another story. Okay, good. I won't listen. I'll just think about that. That's fair. Uh, That's actually a really good conversation (laughs) technique I use a lot. Is not listening. Um, Speaking of which, there are many, many long speeches here. At any event, people will get up and give a long speech and then I'll think it'll be over and then another person will get up and give a long speech and I'll think that'll be it but then several more people will get up and speak uh maybe there will be some prayers maybe there will be uh some I don't actually know because I can't speak the language very well but it's a lot of talking into a microphone so that's the problem really long speeches at events the solution <laughs> There's no expectation to pay attention. (laughs) You can get on your phone and it's not rude. You can talk to your friends nearby and it's not rude. And that's the solution. 
So problem, really, really long speeches that might be boring to people. Solution, you don't have to pay attention in any capacity. Okay, I don't know what you just said, but I thought of my thing. Okay, what's your thing? Uh, the amount of pictures people took. Okay, the and amount of pictures. I even have an example of how this has personally affected me. Okay, that's so, great. Like when we were going to our schools to visit, we sent them, or I guess our organization sent them like a bio about us along with a photo, right? Uh-huh, uh-huh. So I show up at my school. At first time I've ever been there, I don't know anyone. Uh, they're expecting me to give a really long speech, but <laughs> yes. there is a banner. Uh-huh. And on this banner is my face. Yeah. So that that was something where I was like, whoa, how do they have this photo? Not knowing that our organization had sent them this picture of me. I was just like, whoa. They have yeah. this big photo of my face blown up to, like, be the size of me, like, as a whole person. Yeah. Um, so that that's something that weirded me out. And also, unrelated, I often wonder what became of that banner. Yeah. <laughs> like, I, where is it? Well... Oh, Turimakasi Boo. I know that banners get used as building materials. So oh. your face could potentially be the awning of a warung. Your face could be sat upon as a mat right now. I think I'd like that. Okay, so that seemed weird to you. What have you discovered that makes it seem more understandable? Um, well, I think... Like, especially my students are very into social media. Yes. Um, and there's a lot of reasons for that. Uh, some of it's just being young. Um, uh-huh. I'm saying that like I'm 90 years old. I'm <laughs> not a listener. Um, some of it's just being young. A lot of it is, I think, being able to have something to show for activities is important. Like being able yeah. to have what people will call documentasi being able to document things. And also, my school loves to make calendars. Yeah. So I think maybe some of the pictures are just for calendars. Yeah. My school has like six different calendars. It's great. Six calendars? They've got so many calendars. Calendars are very popular here. I once counted in my like host family's like sitting room. I just looked around the walls. We There are five calendars on display, which... To me, you seems, always know the date. To seems except, and we, but we don't always <laughs> know the date. We often go like, "Wait, what day is it?" It is handy because there's a calendar there. The banner thing happened to me too. This is kind of a funny story. I was with my CP. She said there was an event we were going to. I didn't understand what it was. I was like, "Whatever, we can lesson plan in the car." We finally get to this thing. We roll up. There is a giant banner with my face on it from my Facebook profile <laughs> picture because they didn't have my bio or anything. This was not my school I was working at. This was a, another different school in Jombang. I come up. Turns out it's an English day. I'm the main speaker for the English day event. I start it with my tiki-ta dance. Oh, I know the dance. You do know the tiki-ta dance. Um, and it's great because it's motion, it's fun, it's English, it gets people engaged, uh, people love it. I did it and invited the principal to do the dance with us. Apparently, in Jombang, sticking your tongue out is very, very rude. <laughs> and we got to the, t- the tongue out part, where you sing the song with your tongue out. He said, T-dot-sopan. That is not polite. Oh. He walked out of the event 
and skip the whole thing wow. because he was so offended. You're really, you're really offensive. At, I, I was. Afterwards, he apologized. I didn't know what for. I apologized to him. Well, you're supposed to apologize. You are. Which relates back to Ramadan when you apologize. When there's a lot of apologizing. But anyway, listener, it was startling to see my face <laughs> on a banner. I was the keynote speaker at an event and I didn't know about it. Um, yeah, okay. Listener, our food's ready. We've been told to eat our food. So let's mock on Dulu. Yeah, mock on. Silakan. Silakan. Ayo, mock on. Yeah. Listener, you too. Um, yeah. If you haven't eaten, listener, it's probably important that you eat. Yeah, I'm pretty well integrated. So I do think you should eat. And I do think you should eat rice. And so. if you have already eaten, mock on Lagi. Eat yeah. again. Yeah. Okay. All right. Thanks, Dora. Yeah, it was a pleasure. Okay. Bye.